Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. How can you manage your finances well? Maybe you've seen that as a commercial ad or a title of a book. But for such and such a cost, you can have advice on how to manage your finances. But that's not only it, right? There's more than finances. There are books that say, how can you manage your children well? How can you manage your marriage well? How can you manage your car well? And the list can go on and on. But I'm willing to bet that there isn't really a book out there that says, how can you manage your chains well? We don't think we're chained by anything because we can't feel them on our wrists or legs. But in our sermon verses for today, Paul reminds us that we have to manage our chains well. So brothers and sisters, manage your chains well. Don't mismanage them for selfish pride. Rather, don't be ashamed of them for Christ's glory. So we see in our sermon verses for today that Paul was in literal chains. He was in prison far away from his congregation in Philippi. But he wrote to them saying not to worry about him and his chains. And even if there are people who are preaching Christ out of selfish ambition in their hearts for the wrong reasons, know that the gospel still advances. So we read from our first two verses. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. These can be examples of chains. And chains are like a, like a boundary that separates someone or something from someone or something. And Paul was in chains, and it wasn't his fault. He was imprisoned by the government for doing his work. In the same way, we can experience chains that are not our fault. For example, we can't snap our fingers and go from place to place. We have to walk. We have to drive. We don't know everything. We're limited with our knowledge. And so if we want to know something, we have to study. We have to learn. And lastly, we can't heal people. We have to use the the gift of medicine that God has given us here today. Those can be examples of chains that are not our fault. And so, Paul was not in chains for his own fault. Rather, it was something that the government did, but he wasn't ashamed of it. And so just as there are chains that are not our fault, there are chains that are our fault. In our text for today, we see that there were some who were preaching Christ out of envy and rivalry and out of selfishness in their hearts. We continue with Verse 15 and a part of 17. 
It's true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. See, Paul was dealing with people who were mismanaging their chains. And instead of them preaching the gospel and its truth and being happy about it, they were preaching it half-heartedly with selfishness in their hearts. And maybe they were competing with each other or they were competing with Paul to make him look worse while he was away. Think of it like this. There is a loving sheriff in a town and he has to go away for a long time. And so while he's away, his deputies are in charge. And while he's away, those deputies make rules out of competition for each other. They make the sheriff look bad. They, they make these laws out of their own selfish hearts. And so, in the same way, that's what Paul was dealing with. Paul was that sheriff who was far away. And those deputies were those who were preaching Christ out of selfishness in their hearts. They completely mismanaged their chains. But it's no less true for us here today, right? For starters, we live in a world that tells us money and power is all you need and you won't be chained by anything. We know that's not the case, right? (laughs) We live in a world where it tells us to have everything more and you won't be chained at all. You're free. Or secondly, we each have gifts given to us by God, gifts that we can manage well for his glory. But sometimes we can mismanage those, right? For example, imagine if I was a good persuader. I could persuade someone about a point, about something. And instead of persuading people who don't know Jesus about Jesus, maybe I persuade them out of money, or selfishness in my heart to make myself look better. That'd be an example of mismanaging your gifts that have been given to you. And lastly, we can become tied down to the things of this world, where we can become too attached to the stuff we make, and when that's gone, we, we start thinking to ourselves, God can't fix this, I have to fix it. So, and those are the chains that we create for ourselves. And if we think about it, we have not offered our life of unbroken love to our Savior. We mismanage the chains that have been given to us, and we create chains on our own that cause a separation between us and God. And that's sin. And we deserve nothing but death and punishment for that. How sad and terrible that is, right? It can be overwhelming to know that fact, that truth that we are not good. But know this. Another thing that is true, God sent a solution for that, and that is his son, Jesus. Jesus came down and was bound to the things of this world. He had his home in heaven where it was boundless, limitless in heaven, but bound himself to this world for our sakes. He suffered the the same chains that we face with every day. Hunger, pain, sorrow. But he did that with you and me in mind. And lastly, more importantly, he 
chained himself to a cross to take away all of our sins for our sakes. So know this, your sins are forgiven. And as a result, we become encouraged, just like some in Paul's day who were encouraged to speak the truth and pureness and tr truthfulness. We read from 14 and 16. Because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word more courageously and without fear. The latter do so in love, knowing that I am put here in defense of the gospel. So they were encouraged by that fact that they had their Savior win that fight for them. Jesus managed his chains perfectly and dealt with people who did not manage their chains well, perfectly, for our sakes. And so as a result, we become encouraged by that fact, the fact that we have an inheritance and that God puts these chains for us in pleasant places. Chains that are a part of our portion, a part of our cup. There is a passage I want to share for you today from Psalms. Psalm 16, starting at verse 5. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. And we will talk about that inheritance very shortly. But you see what David says there? He says that these boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. So we, we are encouraged to, to be unashamed of our chains because they're for our delight, for God's delight. And know that you will manage them well and that God is with you every step of the way. And when it seems like our chains are too heavy to bear, God will lift you up with his mighty right hand. Right? And so we have an inheritance waiting for us. And, we, and that inheritance is something far greater than we can ever imagine. An inheritance in heaven where God will be with us and he will be our God and we will be his people. And the things that chained us here today and for our whole lives will be gone. The second passage I want to share for you comes from Revelation, chapter 21, beginning at verse 3. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. That's amazing, isn't it? For starters, we, we will be with God. The boundary lines will be broken. We will see God face to face, and he will be our God, and we will be his people, and he will make his dwelling place among us. That's amazing, isn't it? And secondly, the other chains that we experience that cause us sorrow and grief and pain 
they'll be gone. There will be no more crying, no pain, no death anymore. Because those former things, the things that we experience today, will pass away. So be unashamed of your chains, dear brothers and sisters. Know that God is not ashamed of you. So let us live unashamed with our chains, knowing that Jesus saved us and that we will have a home in heaven. The same God who created the world with his hands will wipe away tears from your eyes. That's amazing, isn't it? To know that we have a hope in heaven. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.